Josh, thank you, choir. It feels so good to be here. My uh, my first Sunday as the pastor of Meadowbrook. Um, Wednesday night, for those of you who weren't here, we voted Randy out and, and me in. So, extremely excited about that. The uh, right after we made the vote, the first order was we doubled the salary for the pastor as well. So Wednesday nights, you need to make sure you come. Uh, hey, this morning is a huge honor and privilege for me. It's, uh, if I, I kind of feel like I'm repeating some things. This is the third time, so it kind of feels like Groundhog Day in a way. Uh, this morning I got up, I was all pumped. I got up at 5 o'clock, I couldn't sleep, and I would have got dressed. And usually when, with uh, four, little, four little ones, we're late everywhere. So, like, we come to 9.30 Sunday school, we get here at, like, 10, 10.15, you know, that's when we start. We ought to do a Sunday school class that really starts at 10.15 for all those with little kids. But uh, I got out to the parking lot, I was the only car out there, I parked, it's like 7, 7.15, I was just worshiping the Lord, you know, and I, I poured a cup of coffee for myself this morning, I thought, ah, I don't know if I should do this, but I'm going to take it, anyway. I got a white shirt on. Well, I sat out there just enjoying myself, and I took a sip of coffee and noticed it was leaking, so I poured it out. And I got out and came in, and these guys tried to help me get this little headset on. And as soon as I looked down, I had coffee all over my shirt. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you got to be kidding me. So I drove about 80 miles an hour down Rainbow Drive, praying that I would get caught so I could use the excuse that I was preaching today, and I had to hurry and get back because I hadn't used that one before. And the rest of them I've used haven't worked, so I thought this one might, but it, luckily I got back in time. Um, this morning, uh, God has really put a message on my heart, and, and it's so exciting to share. Uh, I'm very thankful for Randy being, being obedient to, to the Lord and allowing me to, to be up here. And I'm going to be reading from the book of Psalms. We're going to go through quite a few passages. Uh, and the last several weeks, I've gone through Psalms. Uh, in my quiet time, and just going through this in my time with the Lord, it's really, there's so many of these passages that have spoken to my heart, and really just moved in my life, and I want to take this morning and share with you, uh, but I want to make sure that everybody that you know that this morning has nothing to do with me, and my prayer has been that, Lord, if I share one word this morning, what a waste of time that it will be, and I pray that God would use this time to speak through me to you. Let's pray before we get started. Lord, I love you. And Holy Spirit, we just invite you in this place and, and ask that you would reign supreme. I ask that you would fall on the, on the hearts of every person in here. And God, that we would be broken before you. Lord, I pray that you would have the freedom to move in this place and do as you will. Thank you for this opportunity, Lord. Let your word go out. Let it be as sharp as a two-edged sword. Thank you, Jesus. We give you all the glory. It's in your name that I pray, amen. How many of you believe this is God's word, front to back, cover to cover? It's the infallible, inerrant word of God. I've heard it called the inerrant word of God many times, but I did not know what that meant. And I looked that up. Do you know what inerrant means? Inerrant means incapable of being wrong. Wow. This book is incapable of being wrong. It is the 100% truth, and I'm going to share some things with you this morning that will change your life if you'll believe them. 
First, first uh, passage we're going to look at is Psalm chapter 18, verses 1 through 3. Psalm 18, verse 1 through 3. This is, David is writing this, and David has just been rescued from the hand of Saul. So listen to what he says. Verse 1 says, I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my rock in whom I take refuge. My shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. And I am saved from my enemies. Wow. The Lord is my strength, my rock, my fortress. My deliverer in whom I take refuge. Praise the Lord for his word. Psalm 27, verse 1, then verse 5. Verse 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I know everybody in this room at some point in time lives their life in fear. If this is the incapable of being wrong word of God, why? He's my light. He's my salvation. Whom shall I fear? He is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Verse 5 says, For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high Upon a rock. That's the king of all kings says that about us. He'll lift us high. The key is we got to trust him. Psalm 34, 4. This verse really stood out to me. It was just a very powerful verse. I, of, of all the things we're reading, I think you should commit them all to memory. But this was one that just... just was glued on my mind, and I'd encourage you to memorize it. It says, I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and he delivered me from all my fears. Wow. What a verse to memorize. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and he delivered me from all my fears. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much for that. Move on down the chapter, verse 17 through 19. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and he delivers them out of all of their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted. And he saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them, delivers him out of them all. Verse 22 says, The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. You know, God desires the brokenhearted. He desires for us to be humble. He desires for us to decrease that he may increase. He doesn't say, if you read this cover to cover, it doesn't say that the life of being a believer and a follower of Jesus is easy. does not say that. does not say you'll be promised great wealth or a bunch of stuff. does not say that. Contrary to what some people may say, that is not the truth. But what it does say is that when we do face problems, when we do go through the troubles, the afflictions... The Lord delivers him out of them all. That he'll be right there. That he won't leave you. Psalm 56, 1 through 4. 
David's just been captured by the Philistines right here. So just, just imagine if you were just captured by this army of men, how you're going to feel. Why don't you listen to what David says? Be gracious to me, O God, for man tramples on me all day long. An attacker oppresses me. My enemies trample on me all day long. For many attack me proudly. But verse 3 says, when I am afraid, I put my trust in the Lord. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? Where do you turn when you're feared, when you're afraid, when you're scared, when you don't know what to do? Where do you turn? It's that simple. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust. God, I trust you that your word tells me that you'll take care of everything, that you'll be my fortress, that you'll be my shield, that you'll be my deliverer. What can flesh do to me? Psalm 59, 16 and 17. This ought to get you excited. But I will sing of your strength. I will sing aloud of your steadfast love in the morning. For you have been to me a fortress and a refuge in the day of my distress. O my strength, I will sing praises to you. For you, O God, are my fortress, the God who shows me steadfast love. Amen to that. Do you know what steadfast love is? It never, ever stops. It never slows down. It's a, con a, a continual pursuit of love that God has for each and every one of us. Wow. Is that amazing? Is it amazing to know that? That God has steadfast love for you and for me. I love that David, he never holds it in. Through the whole, the whole time David's talking through Psalms, he's just letting it loose. Just telling everybody, I'll sing of your strength. I'll sing aloud of your steadfast love. For to me, you're a fortress and a refuge. Praise God for that. That's what his word says about you. Psalm 77, 11 through 15. I love verse 11. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. I will ponder all your work and meditate on your mighty deeds. Your way, O oh God, is holy. What God is great like our God? You are the God who works wonders. You have made known your might among the peoples. You, with your arm, redeemed your people, the children of Jacob and Joseph. I love the first part of that. I will remember your deeds. That's what this is for. He didn't just print it to sit there and collect dust. We're to read this, to memorize it, to apply it. Because when we go through those times, it's to remember back. Oh God, I remember what you said, that you were my fortress. That God, you love me, that you care for me. That if I put my trust in you, you'll deliver me from all of the things that I'm going through. I love that. It says, I will ponder, I will meditate. And then I love this. What God is great like our God? Woo! Let me tell you right now, the gods that all the people, that, that the different people in this world, 
worship. There's one thing that separates their gods from our God. It's that our God lives. He lives. He's the king of all kings, the Lord of all lords. There isn't anything like him. There isn't anything besides him. He's the beginning and he's the end. And it says he has steadfast love for me. He's our redeemer. Psalm 84, 9 through 12. Behold our shield, O God. Look on the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and he's a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. I dwell or I'd rather dwell one day in the courts of the Lord than a thousand elsewhere. To be a doorkeeper. Wow. Wow. I love at the end of verse 11. No good thing does he uphold, withhold from those who walk uprightly. If we're in pursuit of him, that's not God's desires to withhold things from us. God wants to speak to us. He wants to talk to us. He wants to love us. He just wants us to pursue him. Psalm 89, 13 through 18. You have a mighty arm. Strong is your hand. High your right hand. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. Blessed are the people who know the festal shout. Who walk, O Lord, in the light of your face. Who exult in your name all the day. And in your righteousness are exalted. For you are the glory of their strength. By your favor our horn is exalted. For our shield belongs to the Lord. Our king to the Holy, to the Holy One of Israel. He's our defender. How many times do we feel in life that when someone's wronged us. When somebody's saying stuff that may not be true or whatever it is. How many times do we want to rush to that person and confront them and, and defend ourselves. Let me tell you what's right. Let me just tell you something you don't have to anymore. That God's our defender. He'll stand up for you. He'll speak on your behalf. He'll defend your honor. Strong is his hand. High his right hand. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his, of his throne. He is right and he is just. Psalm 99, 6 through 9. I love in verse 6 here. Talks about Moses. I'll read it. Moses and Aaron were among the priests, and Samuel was also among those who called upon his name. It says, They called to the Lord, and he answered them. How in the pillar of cloud he spoke to them. They kept his testimonies and the statute that he gave them. O oh Lord our God, you answered them. You were a forgiving God to them, but an avenger of their wrongdoings. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy mountain, for the Lord our God is holy. I love that because God wants to speak to us. To me, God is telling us, I want to speak to you. A lot of us that have 
a relationship with the Lord that when we get up and we spend time in the Word or in prayer, a lot of times we get in that routine and we pray and read the Word. And right when we get through telling God what we need, want, got to have, we get up and leave right before the Lord wants to speak. So we don't have time. Because sometimes we just got to wait on the Lord. How many times do we just sit and be still and just wait on the Lord? I can tell you there was, it was, I was forced to do that uh, just a couple of days ago because I was struggling with this message and I didn't know what to do. And I thought, you know what, if I come up with the best message in the world, if it's not from the Lord, it'll be a waste of time. It'll be worthless. I just sat there and I said, Lord, I don't care. It doesn't matter. I'd rather get up there and stutter for an hour and your word go out than to speak eloquently my words and they'd be worthless. When do we wait on the Lord? When do we wait? Because it says he'll answer us. He'll answer us. Psalm 103 Verse 1 through 13, this is an incredible passage. I want you to make sure and listen closely to this. Verse 1, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity. Who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit. Who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy who satisfies you with good so that your strength is renewed like an eagle's. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious. He's slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor does he keep his anger forever. Verse 10 says, He does not deal with, deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. Boy, be amen in that, brother. Verse 11 says, For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord that he doesn't give us what we deserve. He has compassion. He, has, he is a merciful God. He is an unconditionally loving God. That he doesn't love me for how good I am or how bad I am. He just loves me for who I am. Wow. Thank you, Lord. It says he removes our transgressions as far as the east is from the west. Psalm 112, verse 6 and 7. These verses spoke to me. For the righteous will never be moved. He will be remembered forever. He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. If this is the word of God, and it's incapable of being wrong, and it's the truth from the front to the back, why don't we believe that?
the righteous. God's called us to righteousness. It says he won't be moved. He is not afraid of bad news. Isn't that awesome? Could you imagine living life not afraid of bad news, not afraid of what's going to happen? What freedom. What freedom. His heart's firm. Why? Because it's trusting in the Lord. Psalm 118, 5 through 9. A few more. Stick with me, please. Out of my distress, I called to the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me free. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is on my side as my helper. I shall look in triumph on those who hate me. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It's better to take refuge in the Lord than trust in man. Why? Because man's going to fail you. God's not. It's pretty doggone simple. Two more. Psalm 139. This, I get chills every time I read this. We're going to read verse 7 through 18. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is a light with you. Verse 13, for you formed me in my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance, and your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I would count them, they are more than the sand. I awake and I am still with you. Every one of you in here, God knew before you were a thought. It says that you were knit together in your mother's womb, that you were fearfully and wonderfully made, that you were intricately woven. And how many of us in here worry about how we look, how we dress? Let me tell you something right now, that this is the incapable of being wrong word of God, and he didn't make any junk. You were made in his likeness and in his image. If you struggle with self-esteem and self-worth, you read the word of God and you believe it's the truth and you stand up on it. Be free of that today. 145, 3 through 7. Last passage I'm going to read. On the glorious, excuse me, 3 through 7. 145, 3 through 7. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. On the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wonderful works, I will meditate. They shall speak of the might of your awesome deeds, and I will declare your greatness. They shall pour forth the fame of your abundant goodness 
and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. He's worthy. Oh, is he worthy. For his fame, we'll lift him up. For his name, great is the Lord. His greatness is unsearchable. How amazing. You know, we walk in, walk in here every Sunday and Wednesday and Sometimes I think we get into a routine of coming to church and, you know, dressing up and all that kind of stuff that we forget when we walk in here, we're walking in here to worship the God of all gods, the King of all kings, and He deserves every bit of our praise. When Josh is leading us in worship, when we're singing these songs, man, that ought to, that ought to crank you up. How many of us in here, you don't have to raise your hand for any of this, but how many of us in here struggle with depression, with worry, with anxiety, with fear? Fear of failure, fear of success, fear that you're not good enough. Struggle with loneliness. Worried about what the person next to you is thinking. Worried about what your neighbors think. What do people think about you? Worried about where you live. Worried about how, how you're going to pay your bills. How much money's in my bank account? How much money's going out of my bank account? Worried about how you're going to go on vacation. Worried about how you're going to pay for a car. Worried about if you're going to get a phone call tomorrow and your boss tells you you're fired. Worried if all your clients, your patients, your business just folds up. How many of us worry about this? Worried you're going to walk out to the mailbox and open, a, open the mailbox and get a letter from the IRS? I mean, you're worried that you made somebody mad and they don't like you. Just worry, fear, scared, whatever it is. How many of us live like that? We just live life in constant fear. I want to tell you today, I'm going to give you freedom. <clears throat> Because we just read a bunch of passages that tell us that if we know that this is the truth, that you don't have to live like that anymore. That you don't have to worry about what, what's coming around the corner. I talk to people all the time. I'll be at these business meetings and I say, man, everything's going great. Been looking around the corner, though, waiting for something bad to happen. Just kind of worried what's going to take place. I'll walk in on the eggshells. Why? I know the Lord and I trust in Him and I stand on this truth, the truth is in me, it will set me free. Let me be bound no more to my fear. Two years ago, God started, He really began to convict me about my deeds, my actions being in line with my words. 
I've always, you know, people ask, what's your, what's your priorities? My priorities are God, family, work. I started to examine that. Those aren't my priorities. My actions don't line up and say that at all. Not at all, do they? Somebody followed me around, they'd absolutely never say that. It's not enough for me to say it. It's not enough for me to study it. It's not enough for me to tell others about it. I've got to believe it. I've got to walk in it. I've got to know it. Can you imagine? Can you just imagine if we walked out here today, just this group of people, okay? Forget the other two services. Just this group of people, we walked out of here and we lived like this was the holy word of God. And we believed it at its word and we lived our life like that. Can you imagine with the amount of people in this room what this world would look like? It'd be unreal. I guarantee you that they would be sending news crews from all over the world trying to figure out what in the world's going on in Etowah County. That if we just believed that this is what it says it is. When will we believe that he is our hope, he is our provider, he is our deliverer, he is our defender, he is our redeemer, he is our savior, he is our joy, he is our source, he is our shield, he is everything to us. He's everything. How amazing is that? If we just stand up on this today and say, I'm walking in the truth today. I'm not going to believe anything else. I'm not going to believe what the world tells me. I'm not going to read the bad news on TV and wonder what else is going to happen. I'm not going to worry about what Obamacare is going to do to me and my business. And It don't matter because this is the truth. And it says the righteous that he'll take care of every one of them. Every one of them. I implore you today. God changed my life two years ago when he let me to read this at his word. No more, no less. It changed me completely. When we walk out of here and we let the things of this world get us down and we, those struggles I mentioned, we live our life like that, all of our attention becomes off of God and on ourself. Whatever that may be, whether it be I'm down, I'm depressed, I'm worried, I'm scared, we are incapable of being used by God at that point. We're worthless. But when we keep our eyes up on the Lord, and no matter what comes tomorrow, no matter what happens in Taylor Wiggins' life tomorrow, no matter what takes place, no matter who tells me what I can do or what I can't do or where I'm going to go or where I'm not going to go, God, you're bigger than all that. Oh, my goodness, you're bigger than that. You're sovereign. You're God. You've given me the truth to stand on. You've taken care of every bit of it, and I'm going to walk in your truth. This morning, we're going to have an invitation for two different types of people. And I want you to give some incredible thought. The reason that this altar is not filled and people are not coming to Christ all over the world is because there's no different from them and the people that are in this room. That's just the truth. If we want to see people come to know Christ and we want to see revival take place, we must step out and be set apart. And that's by standing and living on the Word of God. It's incapable of being wrong. It don't get no better than this. It's the answer to every problem you've got. If you'll close your eyes and bow your heads.
the first part of this invitation is for people that don't know the person I've talked about today. 